You are listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. James Marshall is a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. His registered investment advisory firm is registered in Texas and Kentucky. For 30 years, he has been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. This podcast is about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, physical, and yes, some spiritual. The bottom line is you will leave with some knowledge and knowledge is wealth. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverages, no judgments here. Clear, then open your mind and get ready for some life-changing financial lessons. It's your time. Here's your host, James Marshall. And now it's time for DJ Marshall Dillon. Shooting them down. You know I ain't trying to blow that Podcast number 16. Complete a 30-day diary of your spending at least twice a year. You know, after 30 years of advising diverse clients on financial planning, investment management, and wealth building, I can tell you that most people have no or very little idea of how much money they're spending on a monthly basis. Knowing how much you need each month to live is critical. Also, you need to know how much you're spending above and beyond what it costs you to live. This is very important information. On the one hand, if you know that you're spending more than what you're making, you can go in and make those cuts and you'll know exactly how much you need to cut. On the other hand, if you are spending less than what you're making, then you have discretionary income. And that discretionary income could then be redirected towards accounts that can help you build wealth or what we call accumulation accounts. So when you know these numbers, then you can actually change your financial situation. And most importantly, when you know what you're spending each month, you know how much money you need to have in cash reserves. The basic formula is this. You take what the amount is you're spending each month. Let's say it's $5,000 a month and you multiply that by six which means you need $30,000 in cash reserves, or about 12, which means you need $60,000 in cash reserves. Your cash reserve should be six to 12 months living expenses. So that alone should give you a motivation to track your spending for 30 days to determine exactly how much you need each month to live off of so that you can establish your cash reserve goal, right? The other thing, if you do have discretionary income, you probably don't have a problem here in terms of cash flow management. But if you do have discretionary income or excess money and you're not putting it to work in an accumulation account to build wealth, then you have just as big a problem. So either way it goes, whether you're in control of your spending or not, doing this 30-day diary will certainly help quite a bit. But before we get into all of that, let's go to our weekly A to Z financial definition. Now, I'm going to change it up a little bit this week, and I'm going to go all the way back to A. And this week, A is for analysis, because it makes sense to talk about analysis when we're talking about tracking your spending, which is a form of analyzing your spending. So anyway, A is for analysis. Analysis boils down 
to reviewing your financial situation once you've accounted for all of your income and your expenses. Uh, you almost invariably find yourself with either a shortfall or a surplus. Ideally, you should be spending less than you earn. One of the key elements of analyzing your financial situation is to look for ways to reduce your expenses. This can help free up cash and can either uh, be invested in long term or to pay off fixed debt. For example, if you reduce your restaurant spending after tracking your spending for 30 days or analyzing your spending, if you reduce your restaurant spending by $100 a month, you could then use this extra money to prepay the principal on your mortgage. And here's an example on that. If you have a $130,000 30-year mortgage, this extra $100 per month could enable you to pay off your mortgage 10 years earlier. And that will save you thousands of dollars in interest payments. So I'll tell you what, I bet you didn't know that being such a good steward of your savings or of your income could lead to saving thousands of dollars on your mortgage. Well, you can use it for your mortgage. You can use this concept for your car insurance or credit card. The key thing is analysis. All right, let's get at it. Cash flow management. Cash flow management is the key component to wealth building. If you're spending every time you bake, every dime that comes in, you spend it, you're probably not building your net worth, which means you're not building wealth. And that is not what you want to do. So you want to stop doing that and make a change because it's not what you make is what you keep. Listen, I can certainly understand the reason behind your consumer spending. It's what keep up, keeps America going. I mean, you've been conditioned to spend and buy and spend and buy because that's what makes this country so great is how much money we spend on stuff. And the truly wealthy people depend on you spending more than you can afford because the truly wealthy people are selling you those things that you're buying. Well, the success of this country's gross domestic product or GDP is based on consumer spending and a lot of it. And sadly enough, because of that spending, our credit card numbers keep getting higher because we don't always have the ready cash to pay for these things. We tend to put them on credit cards because yeah, we want what we want when we want it. After all, looking good ain't cheap. And since we don't wear our W-2s and our pay stubs or our financial statements on our sleeves, we need to show the strength of our income through the stuff that we wear and the lifestyle that we live. That's the wrong answer, but that's reality. Just remember, income is not wealth. But a positive income used well can, in fact, build wealth. Hey, you don't want to be like Anthony Fu in my book, A Fool Who Is Monemic or Short on Money. You know, like some people are anemic, short on blood, where well, Anthony is monemic, short on money. Anthony says that his means can't stand each other, let alone meet. <laughs> yep, I tell you, you can learn a lot about what not to do to build wealth from Anthony Fu. So make sure you pick up that book. You can get it at uh, uh, Kindle, Kindle.com. Anyway, but what you need to do is track all of your spending for 30 days and then another 30 days to see where your money is being spent or wasted. Track it for 30 days and then another 30 days. And it's going to be difficult, so you're going to start and stop. But you want a, a non-stop period of 30 days of tracking your spending to find out exactly where you're wasting. And you don't want to start in the middle of the month. You want to start at the beginning of each month. So start in the beginning of each month. If you fall short, start over again that next month. This is not an easy task, but it is a very effective one. 
and I'm well aware that you will probably be cussing me out all month long as you go through this tedious task of writing down everything you spend to include 25 cents for a pack of gum. But, but keep doing it and do it for 30 straight days. The information you can get from this exercise is extremely valuable and it will put you in a position to build wealth. That I am sure of. And if you're already spending less than you're making and saving the rest, well, God bless you. You're doing good. But still do the exercise because if you are spending less than you're making but not redirecting that money into an accumulation account or increasing your 401k, then you're missing an opportunity. So tracking those spending, finding out exactly how much you do have left will let you know how much money you can put into your 401k above and beyond what you're doing. How much money you can dollar cost average into a ETF or exchange traded fund or into a stock portfolio or into a variable annuity. And all of those accumulation accounts help you to build wealth. There's always room for improvement. So you want to try and do this exercise, find some extra dollars and start building more wealth. Okay. Of course, with most of my podcast suggestions, I want to know, is this realistic? Can people actually do this? Are people actually doing it? So I took it to the street to hear what Joe Public has to say about the ideal or the strategy of tracking your monthly expenses. Here's what I found. Take a listen. Right, I'm here with my Uber driver, Comfort. Isn't it a great name, Comfort? And, and you know, she's just <laughs> such a joy, just right. constantly smiling. And, and I'm wondering if she could shed some light with us or on us about this concept of tracking your spending for 30 days. Does it help? Does it hurt? Is it possible? Do you even do it? Comfort, do you track your spending for 30 days? So you do know how much you're spending each month? Um, about. How, how do you do it? I go on um, line for my debit card and I just look at how much I've spent. But I usually don't spend much, really just for my car, insurance, and send money across the country. That's it. Okay. Have you always done that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I've slowed down a bit. Only because before I didn't track my spending, but I did now only because I moved um, closer to this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, have you found that by tracking your spending, is it's allowed you not to spend as much? Yes. It's a, also made me have to think twice. Do I really need it instead of just wanting it? Mm-hmm. You know, so. Okay, so it allows you to break down your, your needs versus your wants. Now, but the question is, now that you have tracked your spending and have done away with unnecessary spending, are you saving the difference? Um, yes, I'm saving, but I kind of, I'm saving less than I normally will, only because right now, the time of my life, I'm more trying to establish myself, and then after I establish myself, then I'll probably save more. Well, see, now that's interesting because... To me, establishing yourself would be to save money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're saying you don't save as much because you're trying to establish yourself. Do you mean you're you're buying something to provide a better lifestyle, such as a you you, you have a new home that you're paying mortgage payments for? What do you mean by establish yourself? I mean um, establish myself, such as um, trying to have a a little business 
like for example saving for my business instead of just saving for myself such as I want to do like a vending machine so I have to save like a certain amount and then also I'm going out of the country in December so that money <laughs> is towards spending when I'm out of the country and then when I come back I feel like I can put everything in place and then work hard and I'm gonna get a second job then I feel like I can save for myself if that makes sense it does now you're from Ghana so are you going back to Ghana or somewhere else yes I'm going back to Ghana to visit for the holidays December to January okay you're excited about it yes yes I, I'm excited but I just know it will be a little bit stressful, but I'm just hoping this time I just enjoy myself and have fun. <laughs> well, that is important. Now, tell me a little bit more about your uh, vending machine business. What made you do that, and what's your savings goal to get that started? What made me do the vending machine business is I was trying to figure out something small that doesn't cost an arm and a leg, and that I can start and that I won't be hurt just in case it doesn't work and the vending machine I researched different stuff but the vending machine I felt more safe starting so that's what I want to do and then um, I want to basically have enough money to establish a business they'll get like a contract to say this is my business just in case something happens like if it falls on someone or anything um, I'll have like protection for that and it was the least cost too so that's why I wanted to do the vending machine and it'll give me an extra income other than my other side hustles and regular jobs so i just want basically i want like seven side hustles that's what i want <laughs> my ultimate goal well listen thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us about this and i wish you all the luck in the world and your efforts of saving towards that vending machine but the main thing is keep tracking that spending okay yes sir thank you so much for having me Okay, I'm here with Abby at the United Club. I think so. Yeah, my flight was delayed, so I have two hours to kill. Mm -hmm. So I'm here having a glass of Ziffendale. I think Abby's having the same thing. As a matter of fact, I ran into Abby at the counter. I thought she was going to drink all the Ziffendale, no. but she was counting up to save some for me. Yes. <laughs> and I thought, you know, she has freckles a little bit. I have freckles. Why not ask Abby <laughs> what she thinks about my concept of tracking your spending for 30 days? Is it something that you've done before or can it be done? What do you think? I've never done it before, uh, for 30 days at least. I've been, you know, I've made budgets in the past and I've tried to, you know, keep track of my spending. Um, but it's not something that I've ever actively tracked it for 30 days, tracked for 30 days, now. Well, do you mind if I ask you, are you spending more than you're making or do you, do you have discretionary income after your expenses each month? I have discretionary income. So you're that exception to the rule. Now, have you found that by having discretionary income, you can actually build wealth more effectively? Probably, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I'm not worried about, you know, looming debt or having to, you know, rely on credit to, to live my life. So probably, yeah, definitely building wealth through that way. Well, you know, in the podcast, one of the things I say to people, even those who do have discretionary income, it's still a good idea to track your spending because there may be areas that you're overspending that you could redirect that money towards an accumulation account, like putting more in your 401k or dollar cost averaging into a stock portfolio or an ETL. What do you think about that? Sure. I mean, that definitely would make sense. I think I just need to pay probably more attention to my finances. <laughs>
That's the key thing. We don't pay attention to our finances. The, right. more, the higher the income, the less attention you tend to spend to your finances. What do, you, uh, do you agree with that? Probably, yeah. You're not as worried about, you know, keeping such a tight, you know, reins on your on your finances. Um, so probably I could definitely see that if you have a higher income that you're probably not paying as, as close of attention to it. However, I do think that it would probably be worth it to probably pay a little bit more attention to how you're spending. Well, I mean, because I imagine, uh, are you an entrepreneur or do you work for a company? I work for a company. So if that company were to decide that your job is expendable sure. and lay you off, then you need to know what it will cost you to live each month to survive until you get a new job, correct? Absolutely. So with that being said, would it be a good idea to truly have a, sh- a strong idea of what it costs you to live each day for 30 days? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, I agree with the concept. I just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping that this conversation will move you or motivate you to at least try it once. Is it possible? Could it happen? I think so. I think it's, you know, the right app. <laughs> oh, you're a millennial. I am a millennial. You know, this is, you said, the right app. It's yeah. It's not something you're going to write down. It's got to be something you can track through it's, your phone. Yeah. I used Mint before. Mint. I've used I've Mint used before. Mint. The, the, they send you summaries on, like, a Monday mm-hmm. of, like, this is what you spent last week, and mm-hmm. it hurts to get them on a Monday after mm-hmm. a weekend. <laughs> I can imagine. Now, your bank, you probably bank online? I do. And your bank allows you to track your spending if you're spending on your debit card? Probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, it like, keeps the, the balance. That might be an effective way of tracking yeah. each each time? Yeah, definitely. Like, so are you committing to maybe doing that going forward? I will strongly consider. So if I find myself in the Atlanta, Osfeld, Jackson Airport again next year and I see you, you're going to tell me, hey, James, yes, I did indeed track my income for 30 days and I am so much better off for it. Oh, yeah. You'll be a multimillionaire the next time you see me because of it. <laughs> Thanks, Abby. Thank you. Okay, listen, I'm not saying that you should not enjoy life or live life well. I'm just saying that you might be here for a while. So it's probably a good idea to set something aside for those non-working years when you want to be free to do whatever you want to do. Building wealth will allow you that privilege as well as put you in a position to leave a lasting legacy for generations to come. And it all starts with managing your cash flow. So give it a try. Hey, thanks for listening. And as always, keep building wealth. See you next time. What a wonderful show. You have been listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Keep increasing your knowledge by going to marshallyourmoney.com and check out our educational videos, newsletters, and calculators. There you can also sign up for your free copy of his book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. Like this podcast and follow it on podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Black Family Wealth, Twitter, James Marshall at Marshall Wealth, Instagram, Marshall Wealth, LinkedIn, James Marshall, and on YouTube, James Marshall Financial Educator. Email your questions or thoughts to james at marshallyourmoney.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, we build wealth one family at a time. I teach you how to say, don't waste your money, but bank your money, don't spend your ends. I teach you how to say, your bank account will be spilling out with them dividends. I teach you how to say, rule number one, if it ain't making money, it ain't making sense.